Amen. Happy Resurrection Day. I'll say it again. He is risen. risen Amen. Glory to God. I just praise God for you. Let me look at you. Y'all look like a beautiful bunch of people that love Jesus. Hello. Amen. I like that. She goes, hey. I was like, hey. Back at you. (laughs) Amen. Love y'all so very much. Happy Resurrection Day. Good to have you. Praise God. And uh, amen. Is anybody going to receive something this morning? Glory to God. Father, we just praise you and we worship you. Lord, we give you all the glory. We thank you. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy. No matter what we face, Lord, no matter what we go through, Father, we thank you for your mercy and your grace. Lord, we need your help. We need your help. We desire your help, and we praise you for it because you are the one who helps us. You don't leave us alone, but, Lord, you help us in every way. And, Lord, not only are are we helped just to be a little good, no, you you want us to be overcomers, more than conquerors. Thank you, Lord, that you're overflowing our lives in every way in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. This morning on Resurrection Day, uh, I want to talk about uh, what Emmanuel bore. And if you know that Emmanuel, if you turn to Isaiah 7:14, Emmanuel means God with us. God with us. Let's look at this verse, Isaiah 7 and verse 14. It prophesied about the Son of God, and there was a prophecy about Jesus coming. It says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. She will call his name Emmanuel. Now, Emmanuel means God with us. Now, I just want you to imagine this is something the Lord asked me years ago, but I just want you to imagine God himself in all of his power and glory walks into this room this morning. How many people will have a problem left? (laughs) None, none, none whatsoever. Why? Because God is with us. When God's with us, all the problems melt away. When God is there and God is present, Everything, every sickness and disease flees. What happened when Jesus was with the people? He heals them all. He heals them all. There's no problems. Why? Because he was there. He was present. There was no issues. There was, there was no pressure. There was no bondage. Everyone who was in bondage, the bondage broke. The bondage broke when he was around. He brought freedom in Luke chapter 4, around verse 18. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. We know the spirit of the Lord is a spirit of freedom. It's a spirit of liberty. And when the Lord is there and the Lord is present, bondages break. All that little petty stuff that we got that seems to hold us back. And, you know, it's amazing to me how the devil will throw, you know, thoughts and ideas at people. And people will gobble them up. And those little thoughts and ideas, those little foxes will steal the fruit of the vine. And, and, and the devil just keeps on doing it. Why? Because it keeps on working. It just keeps on working because we, we've got to still renew our mind. But the truth of the matter is when God shows up, the problems go away. The problems go away. 
The issue is that we actually have God with us all the time through Jesus Christ, but we don't realize it. We don't recognize it. But he says, look, he will, she will have a son and his name will be Emmanuel. Why was that a promise? Because the promise was you can walk with life every day of your life with the Son of God. You can walk every day with God with you, right? And if God is with you, there's no issues. Yeah. Those things start to melt away. You know, let, let's say that, let, let's say that uh, you know, Mark you know, said something ugly to Chris, right? I don't think that happened if it, <laughs> Amy backed up. <laughs> let's say that he said something ugly to Chris. Well, let's imagine Jesus was sitting right there. Right? Right there. Right there. <laughs> and let's imagine, is Chris going to be concerned about what he said? No, because he's more concerned about who's with them. He's more concerned about who's sitting right there. And he knows. And, and this is what Chris would know. If Jesus is sitting right there, whatever Mark says, good or bad, it really doesn't matter because good is right here with me. Good is his glory, his majesty is right here. It's right here. Now, see, he can take on that attitude because God's with him. Because Jesus is there. All of a sudden, you know, imagine, imagine going, you know, driving in your car and you're handling business and, and all of a sudden somebody, somebody calls you and they tell you a horrible thing about your business and this just looks like trouble and how are we going to come out of this? Oh my goodness, what are we going to do? And we may go the rest of the day like, oh goodness, what am I going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do. Ah, 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 you know, and we just don't know what's going to happen. How am I going to handle this? How am I going to get out of this situation? But imagine the same situation. You get the same phone call, but Jesus is riding in the car with you. How do you handle it then? Do you just do you sit there and go, oh, Jesus, oh, my gosh, oh, I don't know what to do. You know, is that the way you're going to, are you going to be like, hey, Jesus, I need help. Why? Because he's there. He's there. And all of a sudden, it doesn't matter what they call you with, you know it's going to work out because God is with you. Because God is with you. And the beautiful thing is, Jesus said this. He said, Lo, I'll be with you always, even into the end of the earth. So all the trivial stuff and the, the big stuff and the, the, the frustrations and the distractions and the, and the people talking bad or business not going the way it needs to or family matters and this and that, all that stuff boils down to who's with you. Do you know who's with you? Do you know what he's done? That's what it starts to boil down to. Is he walking with you? Here's the thing. He's already made a promise he'll never leave us or forsake us. He's with us and always. Lo, I'm with you always, even until the end of the year. He's already made that promise. So what, what have we been fretting over? What have we been fretting over? Doesn't the word also say in 2 Corinthians 2.14, but thanks be unto God who's always leading us to triumph in Christ. He's always doing it. That means if I'll just take him by the hand, I'm going to triumph with him. Right? If I'll just take him by the hand. The question is, am I doing it his way 
Or am I doing it the, wor- the way the world taught me? Am I doing it his way? Do I, do I know that he's with me? Or is it me and on my shoulders and I've got to make a decision here and I've got to come up, what am I going to do? Or is he with you? You know, imagine that Jesus is sitting there with you and you get that same phone call and things just don't look good and things don't look bad. And imagine in that moment, you look over at Jesus because Jesus is there with you. Did you check and make sure he was still there? All right. And you, you, you check it and you see and Jesus is still there and, and he goes, don't worry about it. We're going to triumph. Well, I mean, from that point forward, from the time he says that, are you going to be like, oh, oh, ah, biting your fingernails, wondering what's going to happen? Are you going to say, hey, Jesus said we got it. I don't know how, but he said we got it. Then we got it. What is it that we're doing? How are we perceiving that? He said he's always with us. So see, when he promised this, The virgin will be with child. She'll have a son and she'll call his name Emmanuel. This is is his name, God with us. Do we know that? Do we operate like he's with us? Or do we operate like he's not? Do we operate like it's on his shoulders or do we operate like it's on our shoulders? Which one are we operating by? Who is it that we know? Who is it that we know? Who is it that's with us? Do we know it? Do we act like it? What has he done? All right, you know, in other words, some people could say, well, I, you know, I got Brian with me. I got the preacher in the car. And some, some people might be like, Well, whoop-de-doo, who's that? Like, if you took me with you, they might not think much of it. Now, other people might think, oh, you got the preacher with you. Oh, well, things are going to change now, you know, because you got the preacher with you. Right? Some people, it all comes down to a perspective. Some people would be happy about that. Some people would be sad about that. Some, Some people wouldn't think a thing about that. Some people would think everything about that. But the question is, do we know who's with us and do we know what he's really done? And do we know what God with us, what Emmanuel bore for you and for I? Do we know what he carried? As I was praying over this week and talking and thinking about Resurrection Day and praying in the Spirit, the Lord Lord told me to talk about what did he carry for us? If he's with us, what's he carrying with us? What's in his hands to hand out to you and to hand out to me? What's he carrying? What has he done? I want you to see this. Turn it on in Isaiah and go to chapter 53. I'm going to read this in the New Living. And many of you have heard this. We're going to talk about it twice today, but... It says this, Isaiah 53, verse 2. My servant grew up in the Lord's presence like a tender green shoot, like a root in dry ground. There was nothing beautiful or majestic about his appearance, nothing to attract us to him. If you don't have the New Living, you can follow it up on the screen. He was despised and rejected 
a man of sorrows, acquainted with the deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other ways. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. We thought his troubles were a punishment from God, but it was a punishment. We thought it was a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed, not for his own sins, but for our sins. He was beaten so that we could be whole. He was whipped so that we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us all. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep is silent before its shears, he did not open his mouth. Couldn't he have said something? Couldn't he, didn't he even say, I could call down 12 legions of angels. You know, one angel one night slaughtered the enemies of God, 185,000 men. One angel. And he just said, I could call down 12 legions. And a legion was somewhere between 2,000 and 6,000 soldiers. I could call down 12 legions of angels. What did he have in his mouth? But what does it tell us he did? He didn't say a word. Just took the chastisement. Took the sins on him. Took the oppression, took the despising, took the griefs, took the shame. He didn't have to, but he chose to. As the sheep is silent before the shears, he did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream, but he was struck down for the rebellion of my people, for our rebellion. He was struck down for our rebellion. This was Emmanuel. This is God with us that came to set the people free. Oh, here's the Messiah. Here's the Savior. And then we took it, put all of our stuff on them, and killed them. And killed them. And, and here's something that I want, want you to see is like, well, I wouldn't have killed him. I wouldn't have shouted crucify him. And yet it was each one of our sins that was weighted on his body. Yours, mine, each of us. It was ours that weighed him down. That weight that was pulling on those nails and, and in his feet, the weight was that sin, yours and mine, that was on there. And he gladly did it. He could have stepped off the cross. He could have called the angels, but he said, I see you. I see your rebellious sin. I see all of that stuff, and I love you anyway. I love you anyway. Why? Because I came to be God with you. 
pieces. I came to be in your life so that things would change. I came to take you to a victory. Not to have distractions trip you up and, and fumble and, and for the hurdles to stand in your way and stop your race. No, I came so that you could be free to run your race after the Father and you'll get to the Father through me. Jesus said, I'm the door. No one comes to the Father but through me. And when you're coming to the Father, I'm going to obliterate every pit, every trap, everything, sickness, disease, lack. I'm going to obliterate it. Destroy the works of the devil. Destroy it. How did he do it? When he was perfect, he said, give me all your stuff, all your junk, all your sins. Put it on my shoulders. I can carry it. And one thing that has, you know, one thing that has helped me personally, I don't know if it'll help you, but it's helped me personally is, you know, even after I was born again, I find myself at times I have temptations to follow the nature of the flesh and say things I shouldn't say, do things I shouldn't do. And just like every one of us, we have these temptations that we have to put down. And one thing that, I, that helps me and has helped me to clean some of that up is I just think, I know Jesus has already gone to the cross, but everything I do that sin was a weight that he carried that day. And, and I know you get into some time stuff and all of that, but I don't want to add any weight to what he carried that day. And so because of that, I don't, I don't want to walk in sin anymore. I don't want, I, because I love him, I don't want, it was already heavy enough on my part. I don't want to add any more to it. Lord, I, let me walk where it, I, I, I don't add any more weight to that day 2,000 years ago when you're hanging on the cross. But what becomes so very important is what was he actually carrying on that cross? What does the Bible tell us he was carrying that day on the cross? Because whatever he carried on the cross is something you and I don't have to carry anymore. Whatever is listed, whatever falls under that, that he handled, I don't have to handle anymore. We, we've utilized this example before, but it, it's kind of like, you know, Jesus comes to your house, he brings you a gallon of milk from the store, and then you go and open up the refrigerator and go, oh, look, there's a gallon of milk. I didn't buy that. Let me take this back to the store and pay for it again. Well, how many people are going to do that? Nobody. Everybody's going to be like, ha, huh, glory to God, milk, mine, <laughs> mine. But yet, with everything that he bore, many times the devil has deceived us into, now you've got to pay for it again. But if he bore it, it's handled. Gone. It's paid for. The devil wants you to pay for it twice because he's a hard taskmaster, but not Jesus. Jesus says, no, what you would pay for, what you should pay for, I'll pay for. How will I pay for it? I'll carry it on me that day. I want you, I want you to see this. Let, let's look at what did God with us bore? What did Emmanuel bear? Look at 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24. What did he bear? 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24. And 
I want, you to, I want you to be reminded, think about this. Before sin came into the world, how was the garden? Perfect. Was there, in the garden, was there any sickness? Was there any strife between man and God? Was there, I mean, they could just walk and talk together, and they did. In the garden, they just walked and talked together with God. There was no boundaries. There was nothing. It was just there. It was existent, and there was no, there was no sickness. There, there was no sickness until the curse came in, and the curse didn't come in until sin came in. In other words, sin is what the curse hung on. Sin hung on the curse. There was no toil. If you remember, it was after sin that the curse came in. And when the curse came in, then all of a sudden the thorns of the ground came up and he said, you'll live by the sweat of your brow. All of a sudden he said, these are the things that you're going to have to live by from this day forward because you're walking and living under a curse and not under the glory that you had before. But the curse came in because of sin. So just think about this. If I deal with sin, what does the curse have to hang on? And every part of the curse. Every part of the curse. As soon as I deal with sin, it'd be like the devil trying to go, I can't hang this on you. There's no, there's no place to hang it. I, I've lost my access because there's no sin. There's no curse. So if Jesus deals with sin, he's dealt with it all. 1 Peter chapter 2 and, and verse 24, it says, And he himself, Jesus, bore our sins in his body on the cross that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. Live. In other words, he said this, Look, the first thing I'm going to deal with, I'm going to bear it on my body is sin. I'm going I'm to deal with sin and I'll carry every bit for all time and pay the price of it. I have dealt with sin, and I've borne it on me so that you don't have to bear it on you any longer. He says that you might die to sin. In other words, when I, when I bore sin in my body, it's going to empower you to say no to that sin, to put it down. It won't be your master anymore. It won't reign over you. You'll just be able to step out and say, Jesus, you told me you bore, bore with sin. Now, I'm going to tell it no. And up till this point, every time I told sin no, man, I had a fight on my hands, it seemed like. But I believe, hear that, I believe that you bore it. And from this day forward, when I tell it to go, it may try to give me a fight, but it will not win. It will not win. I'll walk and I'll live out the righteousness. Why? Because Jesus, Emmanuel, bore that sin. He bore it. He dealt with it. He carried it. Whose? Yours, mine, everybody that will receive it. He carried it and it's paid for. Now see, here, here's the issue. Many times after people get born again, they're made righteous. But the devil comes back and says, you remember when, who you were, what you did, all of these things. Well, your life's just never going to be the same because that's how you grew up. That's who you were. No, 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 no. No, that's the devil trying to make you to pay it for it twice. And you've got to say, no, devil, 
Jesus made me righteous. He's changed my identity. I'm a new creation in him. I will never be the same, and I'll not walk like that anymore. Lord, you will give me the power to put down sin in my life. And if the word says this, he is not withholding any good thing from those who walk uprightly. How many people would like every good thing in your life? You want every good thing in your life? He says, you walk uprightly? He said, I'm not withholding it. He's like, I actually want to get it to you. I want to pour it out on you. But you got to walk my way. And not only can you walk my way, I empowered you to walk my way. Because on the cross, Emmanuel, God with us, who solved everything, who's fixed every problem, who, who can cause us not to worry. He causes us not to, not to sit there and worry over issues or problems or be distracted by small foxes. No, God with us has dealt with it. Because he bore that sin. He bore that sin. He carried the weight of every sin. What else did he bear? Well, if you go on in that same verse, it says, And by his wounds or by his stripes, you were healed. Not going to be healed. Were healed. It's already happened. Many many, Many people don't realize that he went to a whipping post. And he took stripes, 39 stripes. And we're not talking about just stripes. We're talking about ripping flesh out stripes. Ugly, make you want to throw up type stripes. Why? So that you and I would be healed. You think about this. You know, let, let's, say that, um, let's say that my daughter Abigail, let's say that she saves up you know, some money to buy me a gift. Let's say it's the most... Uh, the most money she's ever saved up before, the most expensive gift that she's ever given before. And she goes and she finds, she spends time, she spends time in prayer. She goes and she finds this most expensive gift ever. And then all of a sudden she buys this gift and she presents it to me like on Father's Day or on, on my birthday or something like that. And I take that gift and I just go, oh yeah, great. And I set it to the side and don't, don't utilize it. How's she feeling? Oh, it's a slap in the face. She spent all this time, all this effort, all this stuff, and I didn't esteem it more than to set it in in the corner. Jesus, this, this was more than just a gift. He said, I'm going to the whipping post for you. They stop at 39 because 40 generally means that person will die. Because 40 stripes, they had learned that 40 will kill a person. They didn't want to kill him. They just wanted extreme torture to be on him to the point of death. They give him 39 stripes. And this scripture is here saying, by his stripes, in other words, he paid the gift for our healing. Should we just take that and set it to the side and let it collect dust? Or should we grow in our faith to walk in the healing of God? Now, we know we've seen it here so many times. We, we've watched people be healed time and time and time again instantaneously. We had at least four people healed just a couple of weeks ago, just right here, you know, just instantaneously. 
You know, here's the thing. So we know that it's there, but each one of us has our own personal responsibility to not take this precious gift of healing and just set it to the side and let it start to collect dust. No, Lord, you paid for this. I will not despise it. I will esteem it, Lord. Lord, I'm going to know about healing. I'm going to go after your healing. I'm going to believe in your healing. I won't take those stripes. I won't take those, those 39 lashes and not think highly because I know that you bore not only my sins, but you also bore those sicknesses. Look at this in Matthew 8, 16 and 17. Matthew 8, 16, it says, When evening came, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. And he had cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were ill. And let me say this again before I read the next verse. Remember what we just said. Whatever he carried on that cross is paid for. Whatever he carried on that cross is paid for. Understand this. The devil can't do anything about it. It's already stamped. Paid. It's paid for. Sin. Paid for. What else is paid for? Verse 17. This was to fulfill what was spoken through Isaiah the prophet. He himself took our infirmities or our weaknesses and he carried away our diseases. In the King James it says, he bare or bore our diseases and our sicknesses. He carried our weaknesses, he bore our weaknesses and he bore our sicknesses. Sicknesses, paid for. Sins, Paid for. Sicknesses, paid for. Sins, paid for. Sicknesses, paid for. Sins, paid for. Is it getting inside of you? Sins, paid for. Sicknesses, paid for. Paid for. Paid for. Paid for. Paid for. Paid for. Never has to be paid again. Paid for, for eternity. My paper's all crinkly now. That's all right. Matthew 27, verse 29. What else did he carry on that cross? Matthew 27, 29, it says, And after twisting together a crown of thorns they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand and they knelt down before him and mocked him saying hail king of the Jews he paid for mockery but what he carried in this moment and in the scripture was a crown of thorns I want you to see that if you go back, I've already mentioned it, but if you go back to Genesis, once sin came in and the curse came in, immediately thorns grew up in the land that had never been, and that represented the toil and the sweat of the brow, people that would have to work by blood, sweat, and tears because of the curse. And I want you to hear this. I've said it many times before, and I'll say it many times again. He was crowned with your toil so that you could be crowned with favor. He carried your toil. He carried the heaviness. 
He said, come to me, all who are heavy laden, who are burdened down and heavy laden. I will give you rest, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. In other words, here's what I want you to see is that on that cross, not only did he bore, did he bear your sins and he bear your sicknesses, he also bared, bore the toil. He bore the toil of this earth. That means we can be about our business and, and yeah, it, to everybody else it may look like we're, we're working hard, but we can actually bear it in ease because he bore it in toil. He paid for toil. How many of us in our life, at some point in our life, we've been expecting that it would be hard because life has told us this is going to be hard. It's going to be hard. That's the exact opposite of what Jesus said. He said, I paid for hard. I paid for hard. I, I wore a crown of thorns. I bore a crown of thorns. I paid for it. You should be expecting that it's easy and light, not hard and heavy, because I paid for it. I bore it in my body on that cross. So many times we even go into life thinking, and I'm not saying that we don't work hard. We do work hard. It just doesn't have toil with it. It doesn't have the blood, sweat, and tears with it. It's, it's not carrying a weight of it. No, we can do so much and so much work, and we're like carefree. Why? Because he carried the care. Cast your cares on me because I care for you. Cast what you would carry on me because I've carried it for you. What did Emmanuel bear for us? Sins, sicknesses, toil. He carried it for us. It's already carried. It's already paid for. Why would I pay for, with toil for the things that Jesus has already paid for with his toil? Why would I expect hard and heavy when he said it'd be easy and light? It's kind of kind of like this, uh, buddy. Will you come here? Come here, buddy. Stand right here. Oh, I thought you wanted me to stand on. Oh no, no, no! That would be even more fun. Hold this up, please. Now let's imagine. Let's imagine there's a weight that we're supposed to be carrying. And in normal circumstances under the, under the world, man, there's a pressure. Here, let's show everybody over here too. And over here. All right, yeah. There's a weight and a pressure. Are you feeling it yet? Yeah. Okay, good. All right. And, and there's a weight and the pressure. And you know what the devil loves to do? The devil loves this. That's what the devil loves. And sometimes we can feel it coming like he could in that monitor back there. Like, oh, no, oh, this is going to stink. And the devil loves putting that pressure. But Jesus already carried every weight. And so, see, what happens is, and see, this is what the devil doesn't want you to know, is that just like when Moses and Aaron and her up on that mountain, when, when it was heavy, those men came along as a representation and a, a symbol of Christ, and they held up the arms. 
just like that. See, normally he would be feeling the weight, but yet he'll be able to stand strong because he's not the one carrying the weight. He's not the one that's carrying it. Jesus is there. If he will by faith say, he's already paid to carry it. He's already paid to carry it. He's already paid to carry it. Then he's not the one. Go ahead and put your hands on it because you got to put your hand to it. You put your hand to the plow. But it's not you that's doing the work. There's somebody that's already, there's somebody that's already carried it. There's somebody that's already helped you. And, and, and it's like, do you feel the weight of that thing? Um, not, not as much. You feel your hands on it, but not really the weight. But now, see, what everybody sees in the world, now just watch. What everybody sees in the world is that. It looks like he's doing it all by himself. But the issue is... The issue is it's not just him in the supernatural and in the spiritual. There's a helper. There's somebody that says, I'm going to apply what's already been paid for. And to everybody else, it looks like he's, wow, he's really working hard. No, he's working by faith. He's working by faith. He's saying, Jesus, you carried it. You carried the toil. You bore a crown of thorns. You bore. I don't have to anymore. Yeah, it'll look like I'm doing it, but it's easy. And light because you have already borne it. I'm not going to pay for it twice. I just trust in what you've done. And all of a sudden, we'll do great and mighty things. We'll do exploits. We'll do, we'll do exploits. We'll do great and mighty things. We'll do exploits. And people say, how do they do that? How do they do that? That doesn't even make sense. That doesn't even make sense. It's because we have help. Thank you. It's because we already have someone who's born it. He's already carried it. He carried that toil. And see, who does that work for? Does that just work for Buddy? No, it worked for any believer. Any believer who says, Jesus, I see what you did. And by faith, I have that too. By faith, I'll receive that too. By faith. Lord, I see what you carry. I see it's paid for. And I'm going to walk in an easy and a light from this day forward. I won't be held back by my own restrictions. I won't be held back by what it sinks everybody else. No! Jesus, I see what you did. I see what you carried. doesn't have to be hard and heavy on me anymore. Matter of fact, the only thing it has to be in Jesus' name is easy and light. It's easy and light. Now see, if the devil can get you to focus on the wind and the waves and the weight, it will be that way. The small foxes, the little thinking, the, the phone calls in the car, the person who might say something bad, and then all of a sudden we're thinking on that, we're thinking on the wind and the waves, what is our eyes on and what is our eyes not on? It's on the pressure, it's on the, the problems or it's on Jesus. Which one? Choose this day, life or death. Which one are you going to choose? To look at the death of the problem? Or are you going to look at in the eyes of Jesus? And in the eyes of Jesus, he says, I love you. I paid for you. I paid the price for you. I took your sin. I took your sickness. I took your toil. And I'll strengthen you. I'll strengthen you. No matter what you see or what you run into, I'm always leading you to triumph. Take me by the hand. Jesus is saying to each one of us, take me by the hand, quit paying attention to the wind and the waves and, and the blowing of troubles that always is swirling around you. Look me in the eyes. Take me by the hand 
let's walk on water. Let's do the supernatural. What did Emmanuel bear? 2 Corinthians 8, 9. There's, there's a list of things that he bear, that he bore. But I want you to see these four specifically. I want you to see this. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake, he's talking to the church. Church, for your sake, for you personally, for you individually, for you corporately, he bore poorness, poverty, and lack. For your sake, he became poor so that you, through his poverty, might become rich. Why? Because on the cross, he bore poverty. He was rich, but he bore a poverty. You know, we've been talking about all this year about increase, and, and man, the Lord's been increasing. We're now, in a matter of three months, we're at the, a minimum of over $100,000 of debt that's been supernaturally erased in this. In this. Two, two cars paid off that I, know, that I know about. Was yours a car? Huh? A camper paid for. All this, all this stuff that's been, or, or at least a lot of debt gone off of it. All the stuff God's moving, that's not all of it. There's been extra and bonuses and salaries, and that's just the start of it. See, as faith, as, as faith on finances and increases preached, then all of a sudden faith rises up, and you start believing God to do great and mighty things. I do believe this is the year that we are completely out of debt. I believe. I believe you start to hear the increase, but where did increase come? See, increase, we wouldn't have a right to it unless on the cross... He bore it. He bore it. He became poor on that cross, and he bore poverty so that you and I would never have to. You have so many people in the world, they're trying to go get rich in all these ways, and, and God's sitting there the whole time saying, I actually want you to be rich, and you won't have all the troubles with it afterward. You won't have somebody that's trying to stab you in the back. You won't have somebody that's trying to shoot you and take you down. You won't have somebody that's trying to get you thrown into jail. I'll make you rich, and there'll be no sorrows with it. He says he became poor that you might be rich. God's wanting you to be that way, to be rich in him. Rich in what way? Finances, yes, and everything else. He became poor and in poverty and carried it so that we might be rich in every way. Go to the last thing I want to show you that he bore, Galatians 3, 13 and 14. Galatians 3, 13 and 14 says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of, of the law. Redeemed means that we are bought back. We're bought back completely. Bought back completely. Bought back completely. 100% redeemed from what? The curse. Listen to this. He redeemed us from the curse. What's in the curse? Every bad thing. Everything. If it's bad, it's in the curse. And if it's good, it's not in the curse. 
We've been redeemed away from the bad and put into the good. Colossians 1.13 says, We've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness and into the kingdom of His dear Son. Into a kingdom of His light where everything is light, where everything is lit up. There's no lurking evil. There's nothing like that. No, we've been completely translated, removed from one kingdom, placed in another kingdom. We've been redeemed from the curse. We've been redeemed from the bad and placed into the good. He says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it's written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. In order that Christ Jesus that in Christ Jesus the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. That we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. How did we get redeemed from the curse? Because when he was on that tree, he took the fullness of the curse on him. He bore the wholeness of all the curse once and for all time. So that you and I wouldn't have to. He said, curse, paid for. Paid for. Paid for. Now I want you to see something out of this. You remember in Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says that when we confess Jesus as Lord and believe on him in our heart, it says, then when by faith, by faith in our heart, Right By faith in our heart, we have righteousness. And when we confess with our mouth, we're saved. But what do we get? We get salvation. We get righteousness. In other words, he's made us completely righteous. How can he make us right with him? We weren't good. We were bad. We were sinners. We were enemies. We were helpless. How could he do that? Because he said, I'm going to take all that stuff that you had bad, and I'm carrying it on that cross. And I'm going to pay for every bit of it. And I'm going to take the righteousness that I had that was perfect and we're going to make an exchange. I'm going to exchange mine for yours and yours for mine. And then I'm going to pay the price for it once and for all time. And that means that we can simply walk in that righteousness. Watch this. When he gives you his righteousness, every curse is handled. Now think about that. When he gives you his righteousness, every curse is handled. Every one. It's handled for all time. Every curse. I want you to see something. Any curse the devil tries to give you is trying to get you to receive a paid for thing. So every time, now watch this. Any time the devil comes in your life and is trying to give you sickness, He's trying to give you something that's already been paid for. If he tries to bring you poverty, he's trying to give you something that's already been paid for in Jesus. When he tries to bring you grief and sorrow and toil, he's trying to give you something that's already been paid for. Now, at some point, I really hope that people be like, that sorry, no good for nothing you know, and y'all can go on in your head, but I'm not going to. You, know. you get to the place where you're like, that low-life devil. Because who's fallen for it before? All of us. 
He says, hey, here's some sickness for you. Hey, here's some COVID-19 for you. Hey, here's this. Hey, here's some poverty. Hey, here's this. And we're going to be like, oh, well, that's life. No, it's not. It's been paid for. It's been paid for. No, it's not life. It's been paid for. And I won't take, I won't take the gift and the price. I won't take what Jesus did, set it in the corner, let it collect dust and despise it. No, I'll esteem every stripe for my healing. I'll esteem every weight of my sin that Jesus paid for. I'll esteem every bit of that crown and the toil that he paid for. I will, I will esteem every bit of the curse that he carried so that I can be redeemed. And I won't let that slimy low-life devil talk me into another part of the curse ever again. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. It's not my part because Jesus bore it. He bore it. He paid for it. That doesn't mean that the devil won't try. Oh, he's going to try. As long as we're in this earth with corrupted flesh and a corrupted world, he's the God of this world and he's going to try. The issue is Jesus has already put him in his pay, place and paid for it. And Jesus is simply waiting for his family to stand up and say, I have Emmanuel with me. I have a paid for. I've got I've got." The last will and testament that shows me that I'm free. The last will and testament that shows me I'm healed. And I'm not going to let that slimy, low-life devil talk me into some low standard of living ever again. Maybe I put up with it until this time. But from this day forward, it ain't happening to me. I mean, some of y'all, if somebody, listen, if some of y'all had somebody come in and right now, they just tried to come in and run your life and try to get you to accept things. I'd see more fight come out of y'all. I'm telling you, think about it. Somebody come in and said, you're going to live life like this right now from this day forward. Like, I'm just looking at your face and some of y'all are like, <laughs> like, no, you ain't going to tell me that. And yet, the devil's been sliding this stuff in. Oh, here's some sickness for you. It's illegal. Yeah. It's illegal. It's contrary to what Jesus paid for. Take it to the court. Jesus, you've already paid for this. You've already paid for it. I'm not paying for it again. I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm rich in him. I'm not paying for it again. But yet, again, if somebody tried to force their will on your life, oh my goodness, you'd stand up. But we've been taught that the curse is normal. And that living at this low standard is just what we have to accept. Well, you know, we're in this world. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a deception. And we got to look at the price and look at the gift and say, Lord, I didn't see it like this before. But let me go dust off this gift. Find out what I got. Find out who I am. Find out what he's done. Find out what Emmanuel bore for me. 
Find out those things. And Lord, let me stand up in faith. Let me stand up in the midst of it. And it might look like I'm going through something heavy. It might look like I can't handle it. But I know with you, Jesus, God with me, you will strengthen me. You will give me everything I need. You will be there to lift it and make it easy and light. It won't be hard and heavy. I'll be healed. I'll be delivered. I'll be protected. I'll be whole. I'll be restored. I'll walk in health. I'll walk in healing. I'll walk in prosperity. I'll walk as a witness. I'll walk in your glory. I won't be held back. Why? Because you carried it. Lord, I take all this that I've been trying to carry. And in Jesus' name, just close your eyes right now. In Jesus' name, Lord, I cast all those things I used to carry on you. I don't have to carry them anymore. Jesus already bore it. He already bore it. He already bore it. That's it. He's already borne it. Why do I have to carry it anymore? No, I won't do it. And watch this. Mark chapter 16, verse 1 through 6. Jesus made all these claims and all these promises and Truth be told, even the disciples who spent the time with them didn't understand it all. But something happened on that third day. With, through all the distractions, through all the tests, through all the trials and all the weight, something happened on that third day. Something, something happened that was supernatural. There was, there was a power released and a sealing of the transaction that had been paid for. Everything that Jesus bore was stamped and given a receipt of it is finished, paid for when he died and came back up from the grave. The Bible teaches us that he came back up from the grave proving that he was indeed the Son of God. He was not just a mere man, but he was a Lord and a Savior and somebody to believe in. Somebody that when he said, it's finished, what he was saying is, it's paid for, for eternity. And if I'll put my faith in him, I can walk with him. And I can have Emmanuel with me all the rest of my days. And no matter if I can see him sitting in the chair or not, I know that he'll be with me. And everything he paid for is now mine. And I can walk. And no matter what somebody says or what phone call I get or how it looks or how heavy it seems like, it's paid for. I've got Emmanuel with me. I'm going to take him by the hand and he's taking me to triumph every time. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, the mother, and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, bought spices so that they might come and anoint him. Very early on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb where the sun had risen. You can go ahead, Serena. They were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? Looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, although it was extremely large. Entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting at the, at the right wearing a white robe and they were 
amazed. And he said to them, do not be amazed. You're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who has been crucified, who carried every weight, who bore every sin, who bore every sickness, who bore every heavy burden for everyone's life, who bore every part of the curse. You're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who was crucified. <laughs> Do not be amazed. You're looking for Jesus, the Nazarene, who, would, who has been crucified. He has risen. He is not here. Behold, here is the place where they laid him. But he's not here anymore. He's risen. He's alive. He's alive. Showing that all the stuff that was meant to weigh us down, that we were supposed to carry under our own power, he carried it all and it took him down. But Jesus was risen again, showing that none of that stuff had the power to keep him down or us down for any day, any time in eternity. No, he's risen. He's alive. He is the Son of God. And all that stuff that stood in the way, handled, handled, done. Done. He bore it, paid for it, and still got up. Ephesians 2 says, You and I are risen in Him and seated with Him in heavenly places. None of the weight has the power or the legality to hold you down anymore if you'll simply make Jesus Emmanuel with you every day of your life. Lord, I, I see the problems. I don't care. You bore it. I see the wind. I see the waves. I don't care. You bore it. I see the opportunities and family troubles and the person talking. I don't care. You bore it. I see the bill collectors and the, and the numbers on caller ID. I don't care. You bore it. It's finished. It didn't hold you down. And because it didn't hold you down and I'm in you, it can't, can't hold me down from this day further. He's made a provision of fullness of life for every person that will handle them. Every person. Finished. Done. Who is this Jesus? This King of glory? Who is this man who was more than a man? He was truly the Son of God, our Savior and our Lord. And if he's that, then he's worthy of believing in, of giving my life to, saying, Jesus, you direct me. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Revelation 1.14, his head and his hair were white like wool, like snow, and his eyes were a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze or a glowing bronze when it has been made to glow in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of many waters. 
In his right hand he held seven stars, and out of his mouth came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun shining in its strength. When I saw him, I fell at his feet like a dead man. And he placed his right hand on me, saying, Do not be afraid. I'm the first, and I'm the last, and the living one. And I was dead. And behold, I say that to you today. Behold, pay attention, look, listen, hear with your heart. Jesus saying, I'm alive forevermore. I'm alive forevermore. And I have the keys of death and of Hades. I have the keys, he says. I have the keys. He's not a dead savior. He's not a dead man. He's not in that grave. No, everything he bore couldn't hold him. No, the power of God raised him up by the Holy Spirit. A resurrection power that still flows inside of you and inside of me. If you know Jesus, it's, it's your inheritance. A resurrection power that in the midst of a pressure, in the midst of a storm, in the midst of problems, in the midst of the little and the big. No, there's a resurrection power on the inside of you. The same resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead and it's alive. And if you'll look to Emmanuel, God with you, who is the Son of God, who is alive forevermore. You'll find a strength inside of you and a help in time of trouble and you'll walk with ease because he bore it all. The issue is he's been Emmanuel but we haven't set our eyes on him just like Peter on the water. He looked at Jesus for a minute Received kind of a, a sense of salvation. But then even after the walking on the water, he stopped looking at Emmanuel and he started to sink. But if surely, if we'll just set our eyes again on Jesus, not the distractions, not the weight, not what the world has dished out to you, not the problems, but set our eyes on Jesus First of all, remembering him at the cross when he bore all my sin, when he, your sin, our sin, when he bore all of the curse, when he bore every sickness and disease, when he bore the toil, the heavy and hard, when he bore that, if we'll set our eyes on him, knowing that that took him to death and the grave, but then set our eyes on the revelation of Jesus who is alive forevermore. He's not here. You're looking for Jesus in Nazarene. <laughs> you missed him. He ain't here in this tomb anymore. He's not here in this grave anymore. You, you know, we look, the devil wants us to keep looking in the grave, and that's what he does when he has us looking at our problems. He says, look at how hard this is. Look at how heavy. Look at these distractions. Look at what somebody said. What's the devil trying to get you to do? Look in an empty tomb. No, no, no. Don't see the tomb. See its emptiness. There's an alive Savior who couldn't be held by that tomb. Whoo! He couldn't be held by it. And as he is, so are you in this world. If you're in his family and you've received Jesus... As Jesus is, so are you in this world. 
I'm expecting after this message today that, that many of you walk differently than you ever have before. I'm not walking like the old me. I'm not walking like the person who has been bearing everything. No, I'm a walk as he is. So am I in this earth. He was the firstborn of many brethren. And he, he did great works, but he's calling us to do greater. Lord, I'm going to walk like Jesus walked. I'm going to be his child. I'm going to be his son. I'm going to be his daughter. I'm going to put down sin because he's conquered it. I'm going to dispatch sickness in myself and in others because he bore it. I'm going to take the curse that the devil has wrapped up and tried to present as a present and normal in this life. And I'm going to do what Jesus did in 1 John 3, 8. Destroy the works of the enemy. Destroy the works of that curse. In my own life and in other people, we're going to walk like Jesus. I'm expecting people coming out of this message to stop looking back in the tomb and look into the sky. Look at the right hand of the Father where the Son of God sits at the seat of authority. I'm going to be like him. Looking like I'm doing a lot, but it's just him carrying it. I'll cast my hairs on him. Matthew 28, 18, And Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Every authority. Go, therefore. Something's got to click inside of us. What are we living for? Therefore. Therefore. All authority, Jesus says, has been given to me. Therefore, what are you doing with it? Boomerang Church, a house of love and prayer, living in abundance, winning souls and making disciples. Are we living to win souls and make disciples? Or has the world taught us to live for ourselves? The only problem is when we, stop, when we start living for ourselves, we step back into that old way. But if we start living for him and for his kingdom, he says, I'll add unto you all things. He says, because all authority has been given unto me, because I've been raised, because I was dead, now I'm alive, because I'm the son of God, because I'm the savior, because I bore all these things and they couldn't keep me down, because I'm seated at the right hand of the father, because I beat the devil, beat his sickness, because I beat all these things. Therefore, what are we doing therefore? Are we letting it move us? Are we letting it motivate us? Are we letting it push us beyond what we feared in the past? Because also on that cross, he bore our fear. There's no fear in him. Perfect love casts out all fear. He's not given us, you know, a spirit of fear. But we have adoption as the bold children of God. Go, therefore, make disciples of all nation, nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you, making disciples, teaching them. you got to know what you're doing to do that. 
Many times we've been going to church for years and years and years, but we have no mind focusing on doing the things he's told us to do. We're just trying to have a better life for ourselves. It's time for us to get busy doing, going there for. It's time for us to get busy winning souls and making disciples because he is risen. He is alive. He's saved me. He's healed me. He's delivered me. We all need to get that personally. Say, Lord, I'm going to go after you. I owe you my life. I owe you my eternity. Why should I sit back here in such an important time when your heart is calling for souls and disciples? Teaching them to observe all that I've commanded you. And lo, Emmanuel, God with us, the solver of all problems, the handler of all things bad, the one who bore every part of the curse, every sin, every disease, every bit of heaviness and toil. Jesus himself says to you and to me and everyone that will receive him, Lo, I, Emmanuel, the one with you, am with you always, even to the end of the age. Lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. What is it that the devil has frightened us out of? What do we have to fear? What is it that we're waiting on? Let's get after him. Let's receive what he has for us. It starts today just by saying, Lord, I, I receive you either for the first time or today. I take that relationship, I make it new again today. Lord, I, we've not been producing the fruit we should be producing. I, my life has not looked like yours, but Lord, I know that needs to change today. Today is a new day in my life. You're alive. You proved yourself as the Son of God. You proved yourself when you came back alive. You proved that everything that I used to bear, you've already carried it. I never have to carry it again. Today, Lord, I give you me. This resurrection day, Lord, we celebrate your resurrection, but Lord, let it be that this resurrection day, I am resurrected into the fullness that you've called me to be. Because your whole plan was not just to raise one, but to raise all. Lord, let my thoughts be resurrected today. Just close your eyes right now. Stand on your feet. Let's just worship him. Keep your eyes closed and just hear the Holy Spirit calling you right now. Lord, resurrect me today. If that's you. It doesn't matter if you've known him before, you've never known him. Today you can enter into his family and all that sickness can be handled. It can be carried. All that, all that poverty can be carried. All these things can be carried. Today, Lord, I receive. And just think about this. Hear this. Lord, today I receive the carrying of all the things that you carry. And today I receive resurrection in my own life to be alive forevermore with you. Lord, you've not called me to walk beaten, broken down. 
No matter who I am, where I came from, what side of the tracks, what color of my skin, whether I was smart or not so smart. Lord, it doesn't matter who I am or where I came from. Lord, you carried it all for every person. And Lord, by faith, I receive that today. If that's you today, today is a resurrection day for you, is a fresh commitment, is a walking into his kingdom. Lord, I need your help. I want to do this, but I need your help. If that's you, I just invite you right now. Please come quickly to this altar. Come quickly now. Lord, I need you. Today is my resurrection day. Today, I'll never be the same. Amen. Glory to God. Lord, I need you. I'm called to go. I'm called to be a disciple maker, to win souls. Lord, I need your help. I can't do this without you. Come quickly. Don't hesitate. Come quickly. Lord, I need you. Don't let all of that preaching pass you by and miss the help that God wants you to have. Lord, today I commit fresh to you. I will have fruit in my life. Lord, I need your help in my family. I need your help in my, in my body. I need healing in my body. Lord, I need you to empower me in every area of my life. Amen. Come quickly. Lord, I need resurrection from my thoughts. My thoughts have not been what they should be, and I need resurrection today. If that's you, come quickly. Everybody's sitting still, and I know the Holy Ghost is dealing with so many people. I don't know. Don't let the devil scare you out of rising to new levels with Christ. It's not a, it's not a day to let the devil win. It's a resurrection day. It's time for help. And as you come up, you're going to have that help. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come quickly. Come quickly. Come now. Lord, today is my resurrection day. I won't be held back. You see, many people, you're sitting there and you're saying, well, I'm Christian and, and I know I'm born again and everything. I'm not, not necessarily just talking about that. I'm talking about what are we doing for the kingdom? I'm talking about, are we walking like Christ? Is the glory in you, on you, and around you? Are people being healed by your hands? Are people being born again and saved? And if not, you need to be up here. You need to be active. He said, because all this stuff has been given to me, I got to go there for. I can't sit still. I can't, I can't sit. I got to go do something. I got to be active. Lord, I, I long for you, the realities of your life to come in. If that's you, come now. Don't let the devil hold you back. Don't let him hold you back. Don't let him fear you out of it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want you to see something. You came up here by yourself. God sees that. He understands that. But I want you to see. It's not just you. And still, there's even more. Lord, I need to be moved and used by you. I need things in my life to change. 
thank you, Father, for your goodness. I want everybody in here just to pray this and pray it out loud. Just say, Jesus, today is my resurrection day. I'll never be the same. Jesus, I need your help. I need your empowerment. I need your strength. I yield to you. Life be in my life, in my body, in my hands. Your resurrection life. Lord, I want to be used by you. Jesus, you're my Lord. You're the director of my life. Whatever you tell me to do, I'll do. Say, Father, I believe that Jesus died for me with the weight of my sins on him. And he was buried. And I believe that you brought him back to life for me. That he's alive forevermore. And because he's raised up, I'm raised up as well. With him, Jesus, fill me with the Holy Spirit and with fire. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Just keep your head bowed for a second, even if you're not up here at the altar, but you received that today. Just raise your hand. Even if you're at the altar or in the seats, I needed to pray that today. Just raise your hand real quick. Glory to God. Amen. I see that. Amen. Amen. Anyone else? I needed to pray that today. Let me see it quickly. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, I just thank you for your power and your grace. I want you to sing that song. There's power. There is power in the blood. In the name of Jesus and in the blood. Sing something like that. Amen. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Lord, I just ask that for each person, that each person, that you would bring them alive today in a way like they haven't seen before. Take them up to new heights, Lord. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, I just, every problem, every weight that's been on her and in her life, Lord, let it be dissolved and removed now. Lord, you carried it, paid for it, paid for it, and it's finished in Jesus' name. Whoo, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. So all Lord, let everything come to light and let everything come to life now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Healing be, wholeness be in Jesus' name. Resurrection, resurrection, resurrection. Lord, resurrect bodies, souls, minds, will, actions. Let them be resurrected and in his hands let resurrection power flow. In Jesus' name. In your name, Jesus. Hold your hands out. Lord, in the name of Jesus, let resurrection power flow in Jesus' name.
thank you, Father, for your goodness. For your goodness. For your goodness. For your goodness. Full from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Full from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Oh, glory. Full. Say, I'll this not power, receive them. They're illegal. I'm alive forevermore. Filled with the resurrection power of, of Jesus. The Lamb. Thank you, Father. Oh, come there is power, Ooh, power, power, A new day. A new day. A new day. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Power. Resurrection power. power resurrection power. In Jesus' name. Resurrection power. A new day. Lamb, I want to tell everybody that's up here, you walk away from this altar, I'm a different person. I'm walking as he is, resurrected and alive, resurrected and alive, resurrected and alive. I'm walking with power in my hands, power in my body. As he is, so am I in this world. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. So hold the Thank you, Lord. 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 Yeah. Heal. Hold and restore. In Jesus' name. Heal. Hold and restore. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Heal and hope. It's time to let go of some of that old thinking of carrying those. Love, he's already carried it. His yoke is easy. His burden's light. You turn those thoughts, you turn those actions over to him, and you just watch what he will do. It's time to be who God's called you to be. It's time to step into that resurrection and walk as he is. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, for a resurrection, for a fullness, for a resurrection life. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. No more fear. No more holding back in Jesus' name. Lord, I want to be used by you. I want to be used by you. I hear it crying in your heart. I want to be used by you. I want to be used power, by you. Lord, I want, I want to pray and see people healed and delivered. Lord, I want to be used. He said, I'm going to use you. I'm using you right now if you're walking. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Resurrection, life, a fullness and a wholeness in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. A fullness and a wholeness in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Resurrection life. Resurrection life. There's newness coming. 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 Be an expectation. Be an expectation. Be an expectation. Ha ha. Newness coming. Resurrection life. Now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Oh, Thank you, Lord. 
Lonnie Antonio, Polanabo, Freda Kennedy. Hey, hey, hey. Just say this with me. Say, Jesus, I long to be used by you. Lord, use me. Open me up. Show me what to say, what to do, where to go, how to be, and I'll be it. In Jesus' name. Thank you. Leah, thank you, Father. Resurrection life be now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Resurrection life be now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for clearing it all up. Thank you, Lord, for clearing up every thought. Let there be no fogginess, no haze. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. Jesus' name. power, power, wonder-working Yeah, thank you, Father. Did you hear what I prayed over your husband? Thank you, Lord. It's not just for him. It's for you. He's calling you to a new place. He's calling you to think different. He's calling you to think higher, to think like him. He's got something planned for you. It's time to step into it. Don't think like the old ways. Don't think like you used to think. Bring your questions if you got them. But it's time. Things are going to look different. Things are going to be different. It's time. It's time. It's time to step into it. He's drawing you to an awakening of yourself. He's drawing you to your own awakening along with the whole church. But it'll be very personal. Lord, resurrection life be now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So hold on. Just start receiving now. Start receiving now. Oh. Amen. I'm Brian. There's power in the Lord, we just thank you right now for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, bless him in every way. Lord, let this be a new day for him, a new fullness of resurrection life in every way. Let your blessing be on him. Let it be on his hands. Lord, let his heart be different. Let it be solid and secure. Lord, show him things. Other people around him won't see what he sees. Lord, open up his eyes. Open up his heart and his mind. And let him walk in revelation. Let him walk in a fullness. Let people look at him and say, what in the world has happened to you? Something's different. It's awesome. I want whatever it is. Lord, let him be who you've called him to be. Let him be strengthened with all your might. And let him see everything that you want him to see. Let your anointing flood through in Jesus' name. Nice to meet you, man. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yep, a new day and a new resurrection life to be who you're called to be. Nothing held back in Jesus' name. From the top of his head to the soles of his feet, an overflowing life of God be. In Jesus' name. So did Peace and grace. Wholeness, mercy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. He's alive. He's risen. He's risen. He's risen. He's alive. Resurrected. The Son of God. 
the King of kings, Lord of lords. Do you receive them today? Do you have them today? Is he God with you today? Are you sure? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We praise you and we worship you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. He's with you. He's with you. It's by no accident uh, that he had me using that example of being with you in the truck. He wants you to see that as a reality. He wants you to see that as a reality, to not be held back, to not be held back, to not be held back, not focused on the little uh, trifles, uh, the little bit of stuff that would get you off, that would cause your attention to go this way or that. He's with you. Emmanuel is with you. This resurrection day, walk in newness of life in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we thank you. We thank you for a finished work. We thank you for a finished work and a risen king and a life in life and abundance that we get to walk in. What a privilege. What an honor. And what a savior. Hallelujah. Because he lives, we live. Because he lives in me, I can move in him. Jesus, thank you for raising us, resurrecting us along with you, and giving us your life and your life in abundance. He's risen, and he's risen indeed. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We give you glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, before we head out today, we have something special just for the kiddos. So if you would, I believe the children's ministry is bringing the kids outside, yes or no? Parents will need to come get your kids. Just kidding. <laughs> go get your kids, and then we're going to go meet by the well house so that the kiddos can go, like, jump each other for eggs and candy and stuff. It's going to be great. But we love you. Happy Easter. And don't leave. Like, it'll be fun to watch. But then before you leave, the hospitality team has actually put together some treats and some goodies just for you. They're going to get that stuff out and ready. We love you. Be blessed. And you're kind of dismissed, but really just to go watch some kids do WWE fighting over candy. It's going to be exciting. <laughs> we love you.